up you guys, it's Graham here. So I have no idea how to start this video other than to say that I went down a bit of a rabbit hole the other day. You know, like when you come across something online and then for some reason you open up another tab on the subject and then another tab and then another tab and then another tab. And then you just keep going further and further down the endless cycle of the internet until you inevitably just wind up watching cat videos. Yeah, me neither. But seriously, I came across an article that went over the financial milestones that everyone should reach by insert an age here. And because I'm in my late 20s, I thought it would be fun to research what other 20-somethings should be on track to achieve. And I did that by going through at least a dozen articles, which all mentioned things like pursue a financially rewarding career, get some term life insurance, purchase a home, open a checking account, buy your first car, smash the like button for the YouTube algorithm. And then because I wasn't really happy with any of those answers, I just felt like they were kind of lame, besides smashing the like button of course, no offense. So I started looking up more measurable goals, like how much money should you have saved up by every age? Bankrate said that by the age of 30 you should aim to have $66,000 invested and ten dollars to $20,000 saved as an emergency fund. Which in order to do that, assuming you started at the age of 22, you would need to invest $433 a month for 8 years, an average of 7% return, and there you go, voila, $66,000 invested. And then on top of that, you would have to be stashing away one to $200 a month additionally to build up that emergency fund over that period of time. But CNBC says, on the other hand, that in your 20s, you should aim to save 25% of your gross income so that by the age of 30, you have the equivalent of one year's salary saved up. Ally Bank seconds this advice by saying that you should have one time your annual salary saved up by the age of 30 and then save 15% of your income towards retirement. So of course, I started looking up the average net worth of 30 year olds just so I could see how accurate of a goal this was being portrayed. And it did not look that good. Under 35 years old, the median net worth was just $10,200. And if you take the median net worth of someone at the age of 30, including student loan debt, you're looking at a negative $1,900 net worth. So given all of these wild deviations between all the things you should be achieving by the age of 30 and how much money you should have, here are my top financial milestones that everyone should work towards and achieve in their 20s so that that way by the time you're 30, you're going to be sitting pretty comfy. Or at the very least, you'll put yourself in a great financial position for the rest of your life if you could just get these five things down and this is what they are. First and the most reasonable goal that I think everyone should aim to achieve in their 20s is to get a credit score above 750. Now for anyone who's not aware, your credit score is just a calculation that shows lenders how responsible you are in paying back the money that you owe. This could be something like credit cards, auto loans, student loans, a mortgage payment, or anything else where you're buying something without your own money up front. And this term known as a credit score is basically just a grade that lenders will see anytime they determine how much money they will give you or at what interest rate. The score ranges anywhere from 350 at the very lowest to 850 at the very highest, with the best interest rates given to people with a score above 740. That means the higher the credit score you have, the less interest interest you will pay, which saves you more money and makes you that much more likely to get approved. This is especially useful if you want to get a mortgage, invest in real estate, apply for high-end credit cards to go and get free travel, or even just get approved to leasing a car, renting an apartment, or anything else that you would ever want to do in life. And the best part about all of this is that getting a good credit score is entirely free to do and relatively easy as long as you just follow these few simple steps. One, always pay off any credit cards in full by the time they're due. Number two, keep your credit cards open as long as you can because the longer you keep them 
game open for, the higher the score will be. Number three, it does help to have multiple types of credit. This could be multiple credit cards, an auto loan, a mortgage payment, a student loan, or anything else you could throw into the mix. And then fourth, do this consistently as long as you can. Just by following this advice, always paying on time and never carrying a balance, you should be able to achieve at least a 750 credit score within a few years of doing this, and this would be a significant financial milestone for every 20-something to work towards. This would set you up for the best path to properly handling your finances, paying off debt, and getting some of that sweet, sweet, cheap mortgage money anytime you want to buy a house or invest in real estate. And your future self will thank you so much for doing this. The second, speaking of paying off debt, it would make me really happy if by the age of 30, you've gotten yourself what I like to call bad debt free. It's basically like saying you're debt free, except you're saying bad debt free. See, I read a lot of these financial milestone articles and they all advocate trying to be debt free by the age of 30. But from the way I see it, not all debt is bad debt. In fact, some type of debt could actually be really good to keep. So here's my own distinction between what type of debt is good and what type of debt you should aim to get rid of by the age of 30. First, if any debt makes you more money than it's costing you, then probably it's good debt. For example, this could be a low interest rate mortgage on a rental property the cash flows. Or it might be a low interest rate auto loan where your money can make you more money than what you pay in interest. Or in other words, if your debt is used as a tool to profit from, then generally it's a good idea to keep it. The second, most of the time if you're paying under a 4% interest rate, it's probably a good idea not to pay it off early because your invested money can make you more money than what you own interest, allowing you to profit the difference. However, here's my criteria of bad debt. One, if having debt doesn't end up making you more money, then it's probably bad. This could be an expensive auto loan or making the minimum payments on a credit card to buy things you don't really need or really anything that isn't essential, stay away from that. Now, number two, if you're paying more than a 5% interest rate, then I almost always advocate trying to pay that off as soon as possible. Unless you really know what you're doing and it's a rare circumstance where like a rental property just cash flows insanely well. For most people, you would just get a better ROI paying off any high interest rate debt above 5% than trying to invest your money to profit the difference. To me, having any debt above 5% interest is really just worth paying off as quick as possible. So really, from the way I see it, it's not necessary to want to call yourself entirely debt-free by the age of 30, because some types of debt can actually be really useful in terms of making more money and being financially responsible. Because debt is really one of those things where if you use it incorrectly, it has the potential to completely destroy your life, especially at an age where you should be prioritizing saving and investing and not spending and making monthly payments. So start on the right track when you're young, stay out of consumer debt, get in the habit of only making purchases that you could afford to pay with cash in your bank account at that time, or in certain situations, using debt strategically as a way to make more money and build your net worth. But ideally, by the age of 30, make it a goal for yourself to be completely bad debt free, and the sooner you could start on this, the better. The third, I know a lot of these articles recommend that by the age of 30, you have one time your salary saved up or $66,000 invested, and in a way, I agree with this. However, I think there's a small fault in this line of thinking in that in your 20s, your salary is going to be fluctuating wildly. I've seen some of my friends graduate college at the age of 22 and then take on a $50,000 a year job and they continue doing that for years until boom all of a sudden they turn 28 and land a $150,000 a year tech job. So all of a sudden does that now mean that they need to save $150,000 by the age of 30 if they want to hit that goal? So instead my line of thinking is just this. By the age of 30 you should aim to have one and a half years of your expenses invested. That means if you're spending $3,000 a month on your rent, car payments, utilities, insurance, food, and everything else that comes along with that you 
should aim to have at least $54,000 invested. Or if you're spending $2,000 a month, that would be $36,000 invested. Now I realize I'm probably already talking to an audience that's very financially savvy. That means you're probably the type of person who's already saving a considerable portion of their income and already investing it. So for those people, if that is you I'm talking about here, taking these articles advice about saving one year of your gross salary, pre-tax by the age of 30, will come without a problem with relative ease, and if anything, that might be an understatement. However, I would say that my suggestion is more so aimed at the majority of people out there who want to learn about personal finance, who aren't really sure where to begin, and who want a reasonable goal to work towards that isn't fluctuating up and down with their income. Because at least for me, your expenses are usually the one thing that you have complete control over, regardless of how much money you make. Like right now, if you're living off of $30,000 a year, you could still live off of $30,000 a year, whether you're making $50,000 or $200,000. That is not going to change unless you consciously decide to spend more. So by aiming to invest 18 months of your expenses, you're going to be putting yourself in a great position financially to take more risk with your career, not worry about market downturns, and rest peacefully at night knowing that even in the worst case scenario, you're going to have your overhead expenses taken care of for quite a long time, just in the event something is to happen. Now fourth, by the age of 30, I highly recommend that you create a second source of income in addition to your main job. I'm surprised this is something that isn't mentioned more often because as you get older and advance in your career, it's so important to use that as leverage to make even more money and diversify your income into other areas. After all, when surveyed, it was found that almost two in three millionaires had at least one extra source of income, with the most common being real estate investing. This usually all starts when you make money from your main career and then invest a portion of that into something else that makes you more money, which then gives you even more discretionary income to invest, which gives you more discretionary income to invest, which then gives you more discretionary income to invest. After a while, this just snowballs into you making more and more money without you needing to work any additional hours. Doing this allows you to spread out your risk so that you don't have all of your income coming in from just one source. So by going and creating additional income sources, it'll just give you something additional to fall back on should anything happen. And for me, this is how I did it. One, I saved as much money as I could working my main job, which was working as a real estate agent. Two, I then invested that money in real estate, which made me even more money in rent. Three, I then used those rental profits in addition to the savings as a real estate agent to go and buy even more rental property. Fourth, I then used that income to further diversify into index funds and the stock market. Five, that income continued to grow, which allowed me to go and make YouTube videos on the side for fun. Six, I now use all of that YouTube income to further invest in real estate and diversify my investments. And lastly, number seven, I smashed the like button for the YouTube algorithm. So as you can see, it all begins with the main business, which then gives you money to invest with, which gives you more money to invest with, and then as you have the time, create a side job for additional income. The most successful people that I see all follow this, and they either have multiple businesses running, multiple income sources, or multiple investments. Now in terms of what you could begin doing today, I would start off by figuring out what you want, what you have time for, and what you like doing. Like, do you want something entirely passive, or do you want to work on something for the potential to make even more money? You also have to think, how much time do you have to dedicate to this? It could be as small as working a part-time job on the weekends and then investing that money back in the stock market. Or instead, you might want to spend a whole bunch of your time reading up on real estate investing and working to create a rental property empire on the weekends. But overall, no matter what, creating a second source of income by the age of 30 is going to put you so much further ahead and will give you so much more flexibility and diversity in terms of what you could do in the future with your time. And then finally, number five, I highly recommend that by the age of 30, you aim to save at least 25% of your income and invest that towards your retirement. Here's the thing, for most people to save and invest 25% of their income, it takes skill. You need to be dedicated when it comes to tracking your expenses, you need to be disciplined when it comes to your spending, you need to live below your means, and you need to place an importance on saving for the future. And being 
being able to save 25% of your income just comes as a byproduct of doing all of that consistently. So in order to do all of that, here's what I recommend. First, use a site like mint.com, personalcapital.com, or you need a budget to go over how much money you make and how much you spend each month. From that, create a list of all of your mandatory expenses. This could be the bare minimum you need to live off of, including your housing, your food, your insurance, your transportation, or anything else that is required for you to live day to day. This is going to be the no frills amount that you could not possibly live without. And now this is going to be the baseline from which you create your budget. The second, you'll be needing to create a list of all of your discretionary expenses that you want to have, but don't need to have. This could be an Equinox gym membership or a Mercedes lease payment or going out to Mastro's every Friday night payment or anything else that you could cut back on if you really needed to. Then third, once you figure out your mandatory spending and your discretionary spending, see what you would not mind cutting back on just to increase your savings rate. Chances are when you do this, you could find a lot that you could start cutting back on without ever realizing it. Then fourth, automatically invest that difference and that savings every single month. This savings amount should be treated exactly like a bill that you have to pay no matter what, except this is a bill that you are paying to yourself. Preferably, you shouldn't even have this money in your account for longer than a day or so because otherwise it might be too tempting to go and want to spend. So consider this a must and have it taken out of your account and invested as soon as possible because I truly believe out of sight, out of mind. And I promise, once you get in the habit of doing this consistently and saving at least 25% of your income every single month, you're not going to even know any money was missing when you started cutting back and you'll watch your savings and investments grow considerably. Not to mention, it's really encouraging to start to see how much money you're saving every month. And if you're anything like me, after a while, you start to see it as almost like a personal challenge. Ideally, all of this should start to become fun after a while. And it really all begins with the principles and tricks that it takes to save 25% of your income by the age of 30. And those, you guys, are my top five financial milestones that everyone should aim to achieve in their 20s. Because honestly, I disagree with the articles that say that you should have a certain net worth or make a certain amount of money or to buy a house or anything like this. That isn't for everyone, and each of us is going to be on our own individual path. This is not a race to the finish line. Some people will end up making more money in a more expensive city that costs them more to live in. Other people might make less money in a less expensive city and just not want any luxuries. Some people might not want to buy a property and tie themselves down to one area, and other people might see it as a sense of security and a good investment. So I would really hope that these financial milestones are applicable to anyone who watches this video, regardless of how much money you make or where you are in life. And by no means are these achievements set in stone. Like if you're 29 years old and you have a 740 credit score and you only save 20% of your income, that does not make you a failure. But this could serve as a guide of what you should be working towards so that that way by the time you're 30, you'll be on a steady path towards early retirement, watching YouTube videos all day long and smashing the like button for the YouTube algorithm. So with that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. As always, if you guys enjoy videos like this, make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell. Also, feel free to add me on Instagram. I post it pretty much daily, so if you want to be a part of it there, feel free to add me there. As on my second channel, The Graham Stefan Show, I post there every single day, not posting here. So if you want to see a brand new video from me every single day, make sure to add yourself to that. And lastly, if you guys want two free stocks, use the link down below in the description, and the free stock trading app Weeble is going to be giving you two free stocks when you deposit $100 on the platform. And one of those stocks could be valued for $1,400. So if you want a chance to get a stock worth up to $1,400, use that link below, deposit $100, and let me know what two free stocks you get. Thank you so much for watching, and until next time.